The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for being here. Today, we're looking at part two of our Jaguars Foundational Pieces series here. Looked at offense yesterday. We're looking at the defensive side of the ball today. What are we doing here? We're trying to figure out and parse which players the Jaguars have in their long-term plans. Which players are they building around? Which players... Are they building the foundation of the Doug Peterson era of football in Jacksonville around? So yesterday we had the offense. Today we have the defense. I think the offense was a lot more cut and dry than the defenses outside of the offensive line, which we talked about. You've got some guys under contract that you're paying big money that you like, but are they going to be around long term? And how are we defining long term? Defining it as a player that is still in the team's um, plans for 2024. So it's not just 2023. It's it's in the team's plans and they're still building around these players in 2024. That's how we're looking at this thing. I'd like to remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. All right, so offensively, we had Trevor Lawrence, obviously, Travis Etienne. We also had Christian Kirk. We had Calvin Ridley, and we had Luke Fortner. I think there's a chance the Jaguars are building around Cam Robinson, Brandon Sheriff, Jawan Taylor slash Walker Little long term, but each of those players has and out in their contract prior to 2024 or an expiring contract this year. So that is the reason the Jaguars, I did not feel comfortable putting Cam Robinson, Brandon Sheriff, Jawan Taylor, Walker Little as foundational pieces, although they certainly could be. They could be because the Jaguars offensive line has performed fairly well this year. They've been pretty good in pass protection outside of a couple games. They've been creating space for Travis Etienne to run the football. So the offensive line's a little up in the air for me. Likewise, I think the Jaguars' defensive line is a little up in the air. You've obviously got Trayvon Walker, who's the first overall pick in 2022. He is part of the Jaguars' long-term plans. He is a foundational piece for this Jaguars' defense, even if he's not playing like it yet. Look, Trayvon Walker has been excellent as a run defender, He's been excellent um, setting the edge as a run defender and as a weak side run defender, and he's been excellent in coverage. Now, uh, the pass rush is still a work in progress, and we knew that when he was drafted first overall. That is one of the big reasons I did not have him as the top prospect in this class. I had him as a first-round grade, but I did not have him close to the top of this class because 
it took too much projection for me. Yes, the athletic upside is unbelievable. We knew he was going to be a good run defender, knew he was going to be good in space, knew he was going to be good in coverage. But the pass rush plan, the pass rush execution is still a work in progress. Has it improved throughout the year? Yeah, I think that his last two games were his best two games from a pass rush standpoint. So I do think it has improved. And Trayvon Walker, make no mistake about it, the Jaguars have him in their plans for, for a long time around here. They think that he can be a, a game breaker up front, a guy that you can do so many different things with and, and that will eventually develop into a quality pass rusher, a consistent pass rusher. And I think he's also a player that long-term you're going to see him move around the formation a lot more. So, yeah, no question about it. The first overall pick in 2022, yeah, he is a foundational piece for the Jaguars' defense. The rest of the defensive line or defensive front in this 3-4 base defense, 4-3 nickel, it's interesting. Uh, I think you look at, we'll start with the interior guys here. Devon Hamilton, Foley Fatukasi, Dwan Smoot and Arden Key play on the interior. Roy Robertson Harris. Which one of these or which 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 of these players are in the Jaguars' long-term plans? I think it's difficult to figure the answer out. Arden Key and Dewan Smoot, while I think the Jaguars like both of those players as interior rotational rushers, they're both on expiring contracts. Dewan Smoot's having a heck of a year so far as a rotational pass rusher. Are they able to keep him? Does he leave for greener pastures? And when I say greener, I mean (laughs) a better payday than what the Jaguars are willing to offer him. Same thing with Arden Key. Both expiring contracts. So I cannot put them as foundational pieces here. A, because they're on expiring contracts. B, because they're rotational players. They're not your your guys that you have on the field play in and play out. That's not who they are. So I don't have them as foundational pieces for the Jaguars. Roy Robertson Harris, I don't think is a foundational piece either. He could stick around for 2023, but the Jaguars have an out in his contract that will save them a healthy chunk of change against the cap in 2023. I don't think he's living up to the starter's contract that he signed prior to 2021. I think he's more of a rotational player as well, a quality rotational player, but you're paying him too much to be that. So I think Roy Robertson Harris is another one that you can't put as a foundational piece, and I'd actually be surprised if he is a member of the Jaguars in 2023. Certainly, I would be surprised at his current contract number. If they're able to whittle that down, maybe they keep him around, restructure the deal, Uh, but then you're probably pushing more money towards the future. Do you want to do that with Roy Robertson Harris? Probably not. So I would be surprised if they keep him around. I think Devon Hamilton... Uh, This is a player who's playing very well in 2022 in his third year in the league, former third-round pick by the Jaguars out of Ohio State. He's a big interior defensive lineman who I think sets sets the tone up front. I think he's really good against the run. I think he's very stout. He can take on double teams. But he's also got some pass rush ability. Um, and, And somewhat limited pass rush reps this year, 
You look at what Devon Hamilton has done in terms of creating pressure and getting quarterbacks off their mark. I think there's some some more ability there than we've even seen so far. And so the final year of his rookie deal is 2023. Is he around beyond that? I think he is. I think the Jaguars really like what they have in him. I think they like how he's developing in their system. And uh, I think that he's just a guy that can do a lot for you, especially against the run. Foley Fatukasi, the Jaguars, signed this offseason. He is under contract through 2024. Another player, though, where there is a, a out following 2023 in the contract where they can save about $8 million against the cap. Is he a long-term part of this Jaguars defense? He's another player that I think he is. Uh, he's not, not guaranteed to be on the roster in 2024 and beyond, but another player similar, similar to Devon Hamilton, um, when he, and Foley has dealt with some leg injuries this year, the quad and, and uh, different things. But when he's been healthy, I think he's been really effective for the Jaguars' defense, and that's against the run and as a interior uh, pocket pusher. I think I think you keep Devon Hamilton and Foley Fatukasi around. I think the Jaguars really like both of those players, and um, I think they keep them around for for a while as your kind of base interior duo, um, guys that you really have in there to really stuff the run and and uh, make sure that you're controlling the line of scrimmage. Now, would I be shocked if either of them has gone in 2024? No, but I think based on what the team has said about these players, based on how they've performed, based on their contract situations and what they'll cost during those seasons, um, during 2024, I think that they'll stick around. You have to re-sign Devon. I'm aware of that. But a player at his position... I don't think is going to break the bank. A player that provides his skill set, I don't think is going to break the bank for you. And Foley Fatukasi, maybe you try to restructure and keep him around longer and so you're not having to pay him as much in 2024. We'll see how that plays out. But so far up front, I have Trayvon Walker definitely locked in as a foundational piece. And I think the Jaguars believe Devon Hamilton and Foley Fatukasi are foundational pieces. If you keep both of them around, though, and you lose Roy, you lose Arden Key, you lose Dewan Smoot, then you're talking about needing to supplement your interior pass rush in a big way. This leads us to our, our final talking point of the defensive front, of the defensive line, if you will. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's Josh Allen. He's under contract on his rookie deal, former first-round pick through 2023. After that, the Jaguars could re-sign him. They could uh, place the franchise tag on him. There's a lot of different ways to keep Josh Allen around. The question is, do the Jaguars want to keep Josh Allen around? Is he a foundational piece? I think he's an incredibly talented defensive 
uh, end slash edge. And, uh, you know, I think that he's similar to Trayvon Walker, excellent in coverage, excellent against the run. And I think he's a better pass rusher right now than Trayvon Walker, pretty clearly. He's been getting a lot of quarterback hits this year, a lot of pressures, has not been getting them to the ground as much as you would like. Uh, But Josh Allen's a good football player. Damn good football player, in my opinion. So I do think he's part of the Jaguars' long-term plans. What makes me say that beyond my belief that he's a good football player is that he's a team captain. He's a player that the players in the locker room clearly respect. I think the coaches clearly respect him and his work ethic. And I think if they were going to move on from Josh Allen, there would not have been a better time to do it than at this trade deadline when some teams were rumored to have offered a first-round pick for Josh Allen. If you were going to move on from him, I think that was the time to do it. So I don't think they're going to move on from Josh Allen before the 2024 season. I think they're going to keep trying to build with him, with Trayvon Walker, maybe add another interior pass rusher who can potentially become uh, a dominant force on the interior and really help those two guys out. We'll see how it plays out, but I do think Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, Devon Hamilton, and Foley Fatukasi are in the long-term plans for the Jaguars. I think they're foundational pieces. Now moving forward, or should I say backwards, to the off-ball linebackers. You've got Foye Aluokin, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma. These are the guys you really need to bring up and talk about here. Foye Aluokin. He's making a ton of money. I think right now he is the Jaguars' best off-ball linebacker, making $15 million per year. But the other two that they're using are two rookies, Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. Devin Lloyd, the first-round pick they traded up for. Chad Muma, the third-round pick, 70th overall. I don't think Fuea Luikin is in the team's long-term plans. Look, he is a captain. He is a player the Jaguars just signed. But I don't know how you foil paying... Boy, Aluakin, premium linebacker money when you're probably only getting above average linebacker play. And you have just drafted Devin Lloyd in the first round and Chad Muma in the third round. I don't know how you foil that with keeping Boy Aluakin around beyond 2023, which I do think they'll keep him for the 2023 season. I think he will start probably for the most of the 2023 season for the Jaguars. But you've got to get Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma on the field. If you drafted... If either of these players are not starters for you by 2024, that's an issue. That's a miss. That's that's poor draft strategy. That's poor roster construction strategy. They're two players I think are, are incredibly talented. I was very high on them both in the pre-draft process. And uh, I'm, I, I think that they both will be good starters in the NFL for a long time. Devin Lloyd's hit a little bit of a rookie wall. Am I concerned by that? I'd I'd say my panic meter is probably a 3 out of 10 for Devin Lloyd. I have very little doubt that he'll be able to turn turn it around and play more like the guy we saw at Utah, more like the guy we saw over the first month of the season. I think he has been a little dead-legged over the last couple weeks, and I think he's hit the rookie wall. So now Chad Muma gets a little bit more opportunity. But the bottom line is I think both of these players are foundational pieces for the Jaguars. And if they're not, that's a problem. The only reason I don't think Foye is a foundational player is because that that contract is really untenable. I think it'd be shocking if he reaches year three of that contract because the Jaguars do have the out after year two 
that would allow them to save a boatload of cash against the cap in 2024. Yeah. Um, the Jaguars by, by, Moving on from Foya Luke and next offseason, after the 2023 season, they would save $15 million against the cap in 2024. I don't know how you do that when you have Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. I don't know how you keep him around beyond 2023. Now, moving into the secondary, you've got Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco, you've got Rayshon Jenkins, Shaquille Griffin, who's on IR, Buster Brown, who's a rookie, he's playing some. Trey Herndon, which one? Which which players out of this group are foundational pieces? For me, there's only two. It's pretty clear to me. Tyson Campbell is a foundational piece. He's in his second year as a pro. Sorry, we've got Murray going crazy in the background here. She's uh, probably excited by a passing dog here, but looks like she's calmed down now. Tyson Campbell. In his second year as a pro, has become a shutdown corner. Are his ball skills down the field the best in the world? No, but he has been dissuading teams from throwing it his way this year uh, by just being in perfect position, by being locked down. He's got length. He's got speed. This is a guy you build around. This is a guy that's a starting corner in the NFL for a long time. As a second-round pick, he has a four-year deal. So year three for him is 2023, year four for him is 2024, and I think the Jaguars try to keep him around a lot longer than that. Andre Sisco, same draft class, third round pick, second year as a pro, just like Tyson Campbell, another player who I think is starting to come into his own. I think he had his best game as a pro against the Chiefs, where he was able to uh, register multiple pass breakups. He was able to pick off Patrick Mahomes covering Jarek McKinnon in single coverage. Uh, he's been getting his hands on the football quite a lot this year, and it hasn't been super consistent for Cisco, but you're seeing some more consistency build up over the last few weeks, certainly against Kansas City, and I think he is a, a foundational piece for the Jaguars' defense. Now, Shaq Griffin, another player kind of like Foye Luke, and he was signed to the year prior to Foye Luke, and with his contract, I don't see any way that the Jaguars keep him around in 2023 Uh, his contract combined with his play is just untenable in my opinion Rayshon Jenkins another player that signed prior to the 2021 season I think he's been really effective as a run defender for the Jaguars he's made some splash plays as a pass defender but overall he's too inconsistent in coverage in my opinion to look at him uh, as a player who is still on this roster and still a focal point in 2024 And the Jaguars do have an out in his contract following the 2022 season, following this year. Will they use it? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to restructure and keep him around. But at the same time, I think you'd want to have a safety play next to Andre Sisco who provides a little bit more consistency in coverage than Rayshon Jenkins does. So I don't view him as a long-term piece, as a foundational piece. So the guys I've got locked in as clear foundational pieces for the Jaguars, in my opinion, are Trayvon Walker, and this is just the defensive side of the ball, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, Tyson Campbell, and Andre Sisco. I think another big question the Jaguars face is, is Mike Caldwell the answer at defensive coordinator? I think he's done some good things this year. I think he started the season off incredibly well, and it looks like teams have kind of got the book on the Jaguars' defense. They've figured out. Um, 
how to beat the Jaguars defense. And Mike Caldwell's gotta gotta find some answers. Him and his players and his staff, they've gotta find some answers on the defensive side of the ball. The hope is that they were able to do that over the bye week, but we'll see how it all plays out. I think that um again, Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen are clearly foundational pieces to me. Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, same thing. Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisko, same thing. Devon Hamilton and Foley Fatukasi, I believe, will be big parts of the Jaguars' defensive front in 2024 and potentially beyond. So I've got them on this list, but they're the two most iffy for me. And I think Josh Allen is the most controversial just because folks are heated about his level of play. I think a lot of folks that maybe don't dive super deep into the tape are more disappointed in how he's playing than I am. I think he's still playing very well. He's just not registering the sack numbers that you'd like to see. And that that is ultimately the biggest reason you get paid as an edge player is sacks. But he's hitting the quarterback. He's getting pressures. Great in run defense. Great in coverage. I think he does enough for you. And I think he has more in him um, from a sack standpoint than what you've seen this year. I think the Jaguars defensive front's gotten a little stale and Mike Caldwell needs to figure out how to get it going again. But that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Let me know what you think about this list on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. You can like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a show on here. Also, drop a comment. Comments for the algorithm. Helps out a lot. You can also become a channel member here, get some discounts on genjag.com, check out the other cool perks, and, again, check out genjag.com. Pick up some new Duval gear. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. Happy Wednesday.